0: Thank you for joining us. Here at BLC. our purpose is helping people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now here is Pastor Gary Tony. God bless you guys. Good to see you. Worship team, thank you so much. Man, that last song was awesome. You know, David, when he wrote that Psalm, You know, his point is in the middle of the storm, yet I will praise him. When everything isn't looking right, I'm gonna praise him. When I see the scripture but I don't see the answer, I'm gonna praise him. And so often it's in the praise, I don't feel like it. See, that's your problem, you're still being governed by how you feel, that's why some of you mad this morning. It takes the slightest little thing. And the enemy knows this. You all do understand that we have an enemy that does not want us to be successful as ambassadors to the kingdom. Some of you, okay. Well, those of you that don't, here's a news flash for you. He will harass you nonstop. He will send demons and they're not gonna show up like Hollywood, they will set up camp in the back of your mind, tormenting you. You can't do that. That's not what he means. Oh, you're, you're you're gonna you're still you're still gonna worship and all that's going on in your life. Yes, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. I'm not going to lean on my understanding because I know some of us today in the intellectual world that we live in, man, we've got it all together. And in the back of our mind, we have this—bless our hearts—we have this idea that if we don't have it figured out, we can click a button and. The internet will help us, right? So that's why it is so important. This series, today is the last part of this series. I have to wrap it up today. So you guys are gonna to have to help me with this, all right? Because I still have a lot to cover, but I have got something that's, that the Lord has put on my heart to start next week that's going to really challenge all of us. And so you need to be here next Sunday, bring anybody that, that you can. Huh? Because I think that God has given me a word for right now, for our season, with, with, with what we're dealing with as a nation, as people of God. I think, you know, that so often it's, it's wonderful that God has blessed us, but you know what I've discovered? It's in those blessings that we get comfortable. We settle into the blessing of God and we just put things on cruise control. Well, that's not allowed to happen, Okay. We were never called to be on cruise control. I mean, I like cruise control when I'm on the interstate doing, you know, I'm driving with the flow of traffic. How's that, okay? Yeah. So let's unpack this today. Let's start in First Peter. We had highlighted this last week and I wanna just review a couple of things quickly, but I really liked how they amplified translates this, this passage in First Peter chapter 1. It says this in verse 23. For you have been born again. That is, you've been reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart. I want you to let that settle in. If you're taking notes, write this down. You have been spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose. You all hear me say this all the time. The moment someone gives their life to Jesus, it comes with an assignment. Appreciate your enthusiasm. See, I I know that sometimes we don't want that. Because in today's culture, we're busy people, aren't we? We have a lot going on. We have lives. And should we be crazy enough to let God interrupt our life? Huh? Just me and gravy? Guys, I'm telling you something. Things are coming to a close as you and I know it. Mm, Okay. The Lord just reminded me of something. I wasn't saying okay to you. I was saying okay to him. I've been thinking, I I just, he showed me something new this week. I I know most of you that study the Bible, you've read this passage over in Luke. I don't know. I think it might be in 17. I'm not sure. But he says, look up because your redemption is. What's it say? And for, the, for my whole Christian life, Jack, I just assumed the drawing nigh was a, a calendar event. I know he's getting ready to mess with you, too. That's what I thought, Andy. I thought it's a calendar event. That, that time is drawing near. What if our redemption is drawing near, meaning that the glory of God, the power and nature of God is drawing closer to us because we're drawing closer. I know y'all think the darkness is getting darker. No, it's not. The light is getting lighter and it's just showing up more junk. I know, right? It's crazy when the Lord shows you stuff. I'm like, dang, that's cool, God. Y'all know God's cool, right? I know y'all thought somebody thought that up back in the seventies, but no, God's cool. And he says that you have been born again, spiritually transformed, renewed, set apart for his purpose. Watch this, not of seed, which is perishable, but from which is imperishable, immortal. That is through the living and everlasting Word of God. See, the Word of God is seed. Remember last week we, talked, we, we went into detail about how the kingdom of heaven works. It's as if a man sows show, a seed. See, here's the thing, guys. Accepting the fact that God's Word is incorruptible, we've got to stay open to the reality that when we choose to believe it and trust it, by design it will produce fruit in your life. You will become a different person, not out of some legalistic religious obligation, but because of a transformation, you become a different person. You're responding to situations differently. You're no longer just petitioning and begging God for things. Now you know, As you begin to get revelation and you understand who you are, you begin to exercise your God-ordained authority on the planet. See, this is how everything in the kingdom works, and so you've got to let this get in you. The sower sows the word. You and I, we all have loved ones. We have friends. We have co-workers that at least on the surface, they don't know God. Now, let's understand something. We are not their judge. I, I need to take a second to talk to all the church police. We are not their judge. Yeah, but pastor, they're doing wrong. Okay, what about you? I mean, we always want to highlight somebody else's jump. Usually, I have found out over the years as a pastor, I can go look in the mirror and find enough stuff going on. I don't have to worry about somebody else's stuff. Yeah, but who's going to straighten them out? Well, obviously, not you, or you'd have done it. Huh? Everything in the kingdom works this way. When you know someone that doesn't know Jesus, maybe you know someone that does know Jesus, but their lifestyle doesn't reflect that yet. First thing you do is this, God fix them. No, that is not the first thing you do. We've done that for generations. That doesn't work. God fix them. You sow the seed of the word of God in their life. Truth always sets somebody free. And truth always wins. And God says this, when you believe it in your heart, remember we talked about this throughout this series, and you confess it with your mouth, you are saved. But ultimately, guys, at the end of the day, believing, believing is a choice. No one's going to make you do it. As a matter of fact, we all right now, as I'm talking, every one of us, we all live within the boundaries of a belief system that we've built in our life. There are things you believe and nobody can tell you different. Even somebody that's telling you something different is the truth. You believe what you believe. Yeah? So start, start practicing some kingdom principles. You see, we're born again, created by God, called by God to live a life of faith. And I know people criticize us faith people. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with you? How'd you get born again? See, you you can't even enter heaven without believing right. It's crazy that everything about the kingdom hinges on believing. And in our culture today, we think believing is just optional. It's just, well, whatever. See, as a Christian, can can I push you just a little bit here? Because I know in the modern day world that we live in, especially in church, well, Pastor, I got the right to believe what I want to believe. As a Christian, no you don't. Now as a, an American citizen, yes, you have the right to believe whatever you want to. But as a blood bought, paid for by the, the, the Christ, you do not have the right to believe whatever you wanna believe. And that's why the church is so broke today, because pa- pastors just, well, well that's, that's your interpretation. No, no, we got the book and then we got opinion, okay? See, this book instructs us that we are to walk by faith, not by sight. And even if our belief isn't settled on a truth from him yet, meditating the word of God, speaking his word, it helps us in the transformation process. Even if you're not walking a truth out yet, when you take the time because this is how the kingdom works, you allow the seed to get in you. Everything in the kingdom works this way. It's as if a man sows a seed. God's word, we talked about this last week. Remember, it's living, spiritual reality. Jesus said, I am truth. I'm not just saying truth, I'm truth. And God's word is forever settled, yeah? Even the ones you don't understand. Anybody ever read the book of Ecclesiastes? I'm in it right now. I'm like, whew. I mean, I mean Lord, he's the smartest man on that walked... <laughs> I know y'all probably would never ask God a question like that about somebody that wrote a scripture, but I'm, I'm just being real with you. I mean, have you ever read Ecclesiastes? It's not the most upbeat. <coughs> of course, it's not Lamentations. So it's <coughs> 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 See, the word of God, there are things in it that will stretch us. There are things that we don't really know or comprehend in the completeness of our humanity. Even though we're born again, we're still clay on the potter's wheel. And so this is why you have to get to the place where you trust God is right when you don't understand it. How are we doing? Let me show you this. The prophet Isaiah, God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah, and he says this. I don't think like you. huh?" He says, I don't even work like you. My ways are higher than your ways. Now, he didn't say we couldn't think like him and work like him and walk in his ways. He's just letting us know that his ways are different. We can, should we choose to, according to Jesus, we can. According to the Apostle Paul, according to the New Testament, we are called to walk like him. And and God says this through the prophet Isaiah. He says, just like rain Waters the earth and it makes things grow. Say grow. So does the word that comes out of my mouth. Just like rain waters something on the earth, it makes it grow. So does God's word in the heart of a human. It will make stuff grow. It'll make you grow. It'll change you into a completely different person. Then God says this to them. He says, my words will do what I sent them to do. That is cool stuff, isn't it? <clears throat> but we never take the time because we're busy. There's a big difference, guys, between, remember, there's a big difference between knowing and believing. A lot of us know scripture. Oh, yeah, I, I cannot tell you as a pastor how many times people have told me that. Yeah, I know that scripture, pastor. I'm like, were you trying to impress somebody? It's not the knower. I know a lot of scripture, too. You know, I studied the Bible for a living. <laughs> and i still just know a lot of scripture don't don't kid yourself the enemy would love to get you over into pride and and convince you to think you're something you're not because you've got a little theology under your belt oh well i did that bible study back in 2013. (laughs) (laughs) like i know y'all laughing but i get that stuff (laughs) like what's wrong with you 2013 that's gone i went here and (laughs) because after you did your bible study you probably went home and watched hbo Anyway, I know I'm going a little too far now. You see, here's the thing. God's word, it will work. It is living power, but we want a miracle. We watch Jesus and we want miracles. Remember last week I told you about the, par- the parable of the sower? There was only one good ground and of the good ground, it was 30, 60, 100 fold. Guess what? There's more than that. There's 10 fold. See, Jesus walked in a hundredfold of the word of God. You may be walking in 10 and you get frustrated because you watch what Jesus did and you don't get the result Jesus did and you walking in 10 and, and you want to blame Jesus. We love that no fault religion in America today. Well, it must've been God's will. <laughs> now you got a book. It is God's will. God gave you pastors to help you help walk out God's will. Let me quote another prophet to you from the Old Testament. <laughs> Trevor, nobody likes, to, nobody likes to listen to the Je- to prophet Jeremiah. Did y'all know that? If you go back and look at the Old Testament, I was talking to my staff the other day. Nobody wanted to listen to Jeremiah. They didn't like Jeremiah. You know, you know, you only hear two things quoted from Jeremiah. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans Everybody knows that one, but they don't know what, what was said on the other. Where did it come from? You know why nobody liked Jeremiah? Because he called the church on their junk. None of the king, you can get anybody but Jeremiah. Don't bring that dude over here, I don't wanna hear him. Give me one of them preachers that tells me it's all gonna be cake and ice cream. Yeah. But Jeremiah, the words from him are what we are facing as a church. You better hear me today. Well, you're gonna hear me in the next month because I'm going into it big time. I'm just giving you a little introduction to what Jeremiah, the prophet, has to say to the church today. He says this, behold, I have put my words in your mouth and I am ready to perform them. Should you choose to accept this assignment. Oh, I guess that was just I saw a mission impossible thing yesterday. It just just popped in my head. I, you know a movie will mess you up in a minute, man. Now I didn't get to watch it. I was watching golf, so I know See, here's a reality, you all, that Christians have to come to terms with. Jesus and his word, you got to get this today. They're one and the same. They come from the spirit into this natural world. I cannot tell you the number of people that get confused about the things of God because you still try to live Old Testament principles in a New Testament creation. <laughs> you still try to live Old Testament principles in a New Testament creation. You can't. Old thing, you, you know what Paul meant by old things are passed away? Well, he didn't mean your old humanity and all your old habits. You know, I still got some. I've been a Christian for a minute now. And I still got some old habits that, that'll pop up. I'm telling you, I've, I'll be out on my motorcycle sometimes and stuff will just, and just from way down in here. <laughs> or l- let, me, let me bring it home to some of y'all a little bit better because you're not motorcycle riders, but, but you old school. We ought to do it one time. It was back in the day, it was called Name That Tune. We are gonna play three notes. Listen, I guarantee you some of y'all could f- throw out an ACDC song in a minute. Oh yeah, I got that on two notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some Zeppelin or for my friend Amanda, this one guy, he's really cool. His name's Leonard Skinner. <laughs> I know. She's like, don't do that. She doesn't know anything about Leonard Skinner. You know. My point is, that, where does that stuff come from? It's inside your soul. It was seed that was sown and it registered and you haven't heard a Skinnerd song. Well, maybe some of you heard one last night, but uh, Huh? But I mean, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be driving down the road. You could be working in your shop and and all of a sudden you hear just a couple notes. You're like, oh, yeah. Huh? Crank it up. Right? How does that work? It's as if a man sows a seed. You're built this way. So when you start sowing the things of the kingdom of God in your life, more often than you're sowing the things of the world, there's going to be this transformation. There's going to be this shift. See, this is the thing that Christians have to come to terms with. This is how it works. God's word is living power. A matter of fact, in John chapter 1, Jesus said this, in the beginning was the word. The word, say the word. The word, the word was with God and the word Now, let me ask you something. If the Word was God and God's eternal, the Word was God, the Word is God. Yeah? And so when you sit down with your Bible, don't think religious stuff. Sit down with your Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to give you revelation. It's crazy that everything about this new life that God made us, it all hinges on believing. Believing is this spiritual reality. Jesus made crazy statements like this. Nothing is impossible to the one who believes. What's that mean? Did he literally mean nothing's impossible? Let me take it a step further. He also said this, all things are possible to him that goes to church regularly. Now you gotta believe this stuff. Our new life is built on this. You have to accept what God says. And according to Jeremiah, according to the prophet Isaiah, according to every book in the Old Testament, God's word is living power, and it will do what it is sent to do. It will accomplish. But it hinges on you and I believing something. That's how you get born again. You believe, and then you confess. Jesus died. He rose from the grave. Romans makes it very clear. If you believe this, you are saved. See, some of you, you've gotten just enough of a revelation of who Jesus is To escape hell but God wants you to take a step of faith and make your mind up that all the Bible is true all the Bible is God speaking to you you getting this see you got to get to the place and stay open to the fact that the Holy Spirit will use God's written word to reveal himself to you let me give you an example of this because so often you know I'll make a statement like the Lord told me something see a lot of people struggle struggle hearing from God Let me make it real simple for you. Ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of the time when God speaks to you, it's through his word. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you, guess who the Holy Spirit's going to sound like? He's going to sound like his word. Matter of fact, he's going to quote his word to you. and, and, And we do dumb stuff like, Lord, is that you? No, the devil was quoting the Bible to you. Now, I'm not saying the devil can't quote the Bible to you because he quoted the Bible to Jesus trying to tempt him. So not that he can't see a lot of y'all when you're when you're seeking the leading of the Lord, you've got to have some foundation. Some of y'all I've heard y'all say this kind of stuff. Well, Lord, you know, I, I this happened and this happened. So it's got to be a sign. You better get out of that world right now. You're not in the Old Testament. You don't need a sign. You've got the Holy Spirit living inside you. And when you go to take a step of faith and you know that it isn't it him leading you, you better put the brakes on real quick. Oh, yeah, but I feel like if this is happening, this is, you better stop that junk. Y'all hear me? The word of God is going to sound like the Holy Spirit leading you. I, I know this is, can we keep going? Second Timothy, yeah. chapter three, verse 16. What's it start with, y'all? Go on, go on say it. How many? All of them. What about the ones you don't like? What about the ones you don't have highlighted? Y'all ever got any of them that you've redacted? You, you took a black Sharpie? Like, oh, I would never do that. Maybe not physically you wouldn't do it, but in your mind, when, you, when you're going through your study time and you know what's in chapter 12 or such, you're like, you just skip right on. I know I'm not the only one who does that. Don't y'all leave me, brother, hanging. We, we do that kind of stuff because we know God's going to deal with us. Listen to, listen to the Holy Spirit. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof. We don't like reproof. For correction, we definitely don't like correction. For instruction in righteousness. Why? So that the man or the woman of God can be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Remember, guys, when you give your life to Jesus, it comes with an assignment. Y'all got that? And a lot of times God needs us to be patient long enough for us to have clarity on that assignment. And since he gave us his word to train us in righteousness, guys, think about this for a second. When you watch Jesus, he gave us his word to train us in these things. So why would, think about this for a second. Why would he show us and instruct us one way in his word? And then he moved to heaven and expect us to live a different way down here and never say one thing about it. Come on, because this is what I hear a lot of times from people when they want to push their unbelief. Well, you never know what the will of God is. You may never know, but I do. I have a book right here. See, religion will teach this stuff because it's just easier to blame. Y'all know I love you, right? I know some people don't want to. I can tell you, I, I just kicked the sacred cow right there. I heard it like, <laughs> like, oh. Because we carry, we carry that religious stuff around. Oh, no, Reverend, God is sovereign. Absolutely 100%, God is sovereign. If you look at God in the state of deity and his almightiness, his omniscience, omnipresence, yes, he is sovereign. But, The religious world paints this picture that in all the sovereignty of God, if it's going to happen, it's just going to happen. So people are going to hell because it's just going to happen. If that's true, then why are you praying? If God's will is going to happen because he's sovereign, then why are you praying? Because you ought to pray like this. If you believe that, God, you're sovereign. And so you're going to do what you're going to do. So I don't know why I'm praying because you're going to do it. So that stuff doesn't even jive, man, other than in somebody's religious commentary that they wrote about a bunch of unbelief. <laughs> okay, I went a little too far. I know some of y'all, I know some of y'all been raised with this kind of thinking. If it's God's will, and we change our voice. almost oh, gracious heavenly father. I'm like, what is he doing, man? I'm sure God sometimes looks over Jesus like, who is that? What's he, what's he saying right now? Huh? Is he trying to imitate Charlton Heston? What's he doing? God made you to be you. In all your flaws, and all your junk, and all your mess. And when people try to attempt to be godly in some religious practice, you just fail miserably. That I'll, I'll say this about it, and then I'm going to leave you alone till next Sunday. Okay, guys. Why do you all think Jesus said, "Be careful"? about the, uh, the, the leaven of the Pharisee. Watch out for that. In other words, don't buy into what they're preaching. Yeah? God's word has to line up from the beginning to the end. If you don't know the will of God about something in your life, that book will show you. God's, Paul says this, God is not a God of confusion. He doesn't play games with you Here's one thing that he makes very clear in his word. In Numbers, now pay close attention to this. In Numbers chapter 23, God says, I am not human. I cannot lie. Numbers 23. In Hebrews chapter 6, it tells us in Hebrews 6, it is impossible for God to lie. Paul tells us in his letter in Titus, he says this, the God who promised cannot lie. He can't lie. You know why? Because when God says something, it is. Is that crazy? That's why in Romans chapter 3, let God be true, and let every man, let every, let every religious opinion, let all your tradition, let every, let that's a lie. Let God be true, every man be a liar. This is why Jesus told us, he said, guys, I am truth. My words, they are spirit, and they are life. But every time we, every time we try reasoning, the word of God, mm, well, that really doesn't make sense. If we try to reason the things of God, what we do is it moves us out of the spirit and it leaves us in our own abilities. When you see something in the word of God that God tells you to do, and you try to reason that away and, and make it fit your intellect, then what you do is you take God out of the equation. Well, if it's God's will, it'll happen. Not in that case, it won't. Because it... Un- Unless you believe and confess, will you be saved? But what if it's what if it, what if it's God's will that you're saved? Right, Annie? There is no if. God doesn't want any. Jesus came for the whole world. He doesn't want any to perish. But you all know people to perish unfortunately, people are going to hell as we speak. See. We have to come to this place where we stop reasoning the things of God and we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And we ask him from what Paul prayed in Ephesians, God open the eyes of my understanding so I can see truth. This is what we were highlighting last week in the book of Romans with the life of Abraham because Abraham is called the father of our faith. And he was the one he showed us and he's an Old Testament type showing us how he did this. And remember, we said this out of Romans 4, against all hope, Abraham did what? He believed, you all. Abraham chose to believe so that he became the father of nations according to what was spoken. What are you speaking over your life today? Huh? See, this is the thing that God wants us to understand. Now, he's not just talking about some empty-headed, name it, blame it, you know, that kind of thing you got to believe it in your heart, and you've got to say things with your mouth. That's how you get saved. That's how you navigate the world of the Spirit. According to this faith principle, just like Abraham, we've got to find out. This is, one of the, this is why your time in the Word is so important. You've got to find out what's been spoken over you. You know that, that the Word of God is prophecy to your life. And sometimes when you speak the things of God over your life, you are prophesying your life. Say the things the Father says about you. I am who God says I am. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. This is what I was praying for you all yesterday. I was praying for my house. It's my house. You know, I'm the shepherd here. Everybody else's house. This is what a lot of preachers and a lot of people on, on social media need to learn. They need to mind their own business, worry about their own house. For you all, for me and my house, I'm praying over you that you begin to get this revelation and you begin to speak the things of God over your life. I'm praying that God shows you things in the word that he's already said about you. And you begin to decree those things over your life. And this is one of the things I was praying for you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you, for he has anointed you to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to raise the dead. To set them that have been held captive free. You. Well, well, well where, where's my ministry? Where's my ministry at, Pastor? Where's my desk? Where's my position? No, 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 no. I told you this last week. No. Only 10% of the body of Christ is supposed to be working at a church. 90% of y'all, you come in here, you get trained up, fed up, fired up, stirred up. And you go out there and you step in your anointing. <clears throat> Y'all getting this? Yeah. When it comes to this, you know, receiving the things of God, walking out your assignment, discovering these things, it starts with this real simple act of faith, you all. You got to get in agreement with God. Listen to me. Get in agreement with God. Because here's what, we'll, we'll see stuff in the scriptures and we're like, eh, I don't know about all that well, stop lying, okay, and just say the truth. I don't believe that. I'm not accepting that. Nope, not doing that one. That's how we are, really. Because you cannot come in here and listen to me and walk out and not change unless you just don't want to. Because I'll give you enough stuff. The Holy Spirit wears me out throughout the week with stuff that I'm putting together for y'all. I'm like, Lord, I, I, I done told him that 10 times. He's like, how many times did I tell you? right? Get in agreement with God. Get in agreement with God, especially when our circumstances don't line up with what God's Word tells us. Get in agreement and don't move. That's what that song that we were singing is all about. Sometimes you just need to worship your way through. Lord, I don't really understand this. Huh? I can't figure it all out right now. I mean, I'm uh, working the other day. I went and helped somebody out and about halfway through, I'm like, oh. Y'all know what that means? <laughs> You're not 25 anymore. <laughs> and I felt it. And so I'm like, Lord, my youth is renewed. <laughs> oh. Huh? Yeah. So yeah, I spent it was actually worked out pretty good because I didn't do anything but sit in a recliner and watch golf. <laughs> but anyway. You don't want to hear that, right? Because you're still believing that God's, God's in you, you're strong, you're young, his healing power's working. Yeah, I believe all that stuff. But what happens when it doesn't go right? Y'all ever had it not go right? <clears throat> That's when you have to stay in agreement with God. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> y'all got me preaching so hard up here. Can I have my water, babe? Andy offered me one of his teas. <laughs> Listen, let me tell y'all about this, this this tea. It's nectar from heaven. <laughs> but one bottle has 68 grams of sugar in it. <laughs> yeah, I I, went, I got one one day. Andy was, I saw him with them. I'm like, man, I'm gonna try one of them. I was so jacked up. <clears throat> yeah. I'm like, this is some good stuff, man. <laughs> sugar, it's a drug. <laughs> anyway, I was getting ready to quote a prophet and I got, he, he showed me that, that sugar water. And I'm like, give me some of that. <clears throat> what am I talking about? Getting in agreement with God, right? The prophet Amos tells us, <clears throat> can two walk together unless they agree? <clears throat> This is the thing that you and I need to understand. Getting in agreement with God won't happen on accident, you all. There will be times in our journey of faith that we simply have to practice saying what has already been spoken over us. You ever listen to yourself? Here's one of the things I found out, Billy, you'll like this. This is one of the things I found out about confession. <clears throat> People will give Christians a hard time. Oh, you just that one of those faith people, that grab it, say it, spray it, wheel it, deal it, confess it, possess it. you one of them. I'm like, yes, I am. And they mock us and make fun of us, not realizing that they do the same dumb stuff. When they'll go out and try to start their car and it doesn't start, oh, you stupid car, you blanketed. And they're talking to a car. (laughs) And they don't realize they're practicing the same stuff. They're just doing it in their dumbness because they don't believe it, But, but they still do it. You're built to do it. Thank you, that's right, Eric. We are, God made us this way, but our problem is we don't believe this stuff. So there's times in your journey, you got to say what God says about you. Even when things don't look right. Everything everything about our new life in Christ, it starts with this principle. You've got to believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth. That's what Romans 10.10 is all about. For it is by, let's look at this in the New Living. For it is by believing in your heart That you are made right with God. This is the New Living Translation. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. What you and I need to understand is God designed the kingdom of heaven to operate this way. The book of Hebrews tells us, in Hebrews, this is super cool. The book of Hebrews, chapter 4, says that Jesus is the high priest over our confession. So what are you giving him to be high priest over? You stupid car. Piece of junk. I hate my job. I hate my boss. I hate my life. Huh? Jesus is the high priest over our confession. As as a matter of fact, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Now, I want to highlight something here because I talk about this confession stuff quite a bit. The thing you need to understand, in Romans chapter 10, the word confess there is the word, I'm from Kentucky, okay, so forgive me if I don't pronounce these Greek words right. But this word confess in Romans 10 is the Greek word homologio. And it means to say the same as, to say this. Say what, Romans chapter 10, believe in your heart and confess and say, that's homologio. But this homo, this word in the, the Greek word confess in he, Hebrews 10 that we need to hold fast our confession is the Greek word. Now they're from the same root but this is the Greek word, Greek word homologia. And this one means to acknowledge a truth by saying. Now they're both from the same root But when you get the revelation of what Hebrews 10 is saying, let us hold, listen to the Amplified, let us hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is reliable, trustworthy, and faithful to his word. What is he saying in Hebrews 10? Romans 10, say it like this, believe in your heart and confess it, and you'll be saved. Hebrews 10, say the revelation of what you acknowledge in the word of God, and it'll come true in your life. What are you saying? I'm saying right now, my voice is strong in the Lord and the power of his might. The healing power of God flows in me. Well, I don't know about all that stuff. Are you listening? Do you ever listen to what you say? Because sometimes we give so much place to unbelief. You see, basically guys, faith is our acknowledgement of a truth that Jesus has already provided for us. And we express that through confession. That's what you do about going to heaven. Yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm going to heaven. You going to heaven? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Was that a test? (laughs) I hope you're going to heaven. If if you don't know, we can fix that today. Okay? See, faith is acknowledging this. Remember, you remember we, we talked about this in our first couple of sessions. Jesus said, by your words, you'll be justified. And by your words, you'll be condemned. Do you think he was just playing games when he said that? Guys, there is a different way of living for the born again. Now, I know a lot of of church folk, they're not open to this stuff. Preacher, I know what you're saying. And I'm going to come listen to you on Sunday because I like you a little bit. But don't tell me what to do in my life. I'm not telling you anything. I'm sharing the scriptures with you, okay? God's probably dealing with some of you. you. You see, until we come to the place where we're willing to accept the Bible as Jesus talking to us right now, having faith to embrace a new world that you can't see, to embrace spiritual realities, you know, those things he tells us in the book, the things that he promises us, it will stay this mystery to us. But they're really not. The Word of God has laid things out so clearly. Peter says in his letter to the to the church that God has given us, has. What's that mean? God has given us exceedingly great and precious promises. I would suggest for you today to find out what some of those are. Paul says in 2 Corinthians uh, uh, to, to, to the church, he says, that all the promises of God in Christ are yes, and in Him, Amen. Yeah, but what if you don't see it? Guys, there are going to be things that you're not gonna see right away. We still live in a fallen, cursed, dying, corrupt world and bad stuff still happens to good people. Well, what did I do wrong? Where did I miss it? You may not have done anything wrong. The the devil may have just had a trap set for you because you are getting ready to threaten his kingdom. But we don't think like that. Remember, Jesus said this. I only say what I see from my Father. Now I know, let's just be real. I know we're not there. We're not just saying what Jesus said. Uh, but what if we got to this place where we, we went from a third, think about it, Jack. What if we went from 30-fold to 60-fold in saying what? What if we went from 30fold to 60-fold in saying what our father says yeah yeah but they, my co-workers will make fun of me absolutely they'll make fun of you they make fun of them in the Bible they mocked them yeah let, let it bring it on I was listening to a testimony the other day this he this, this gentleman lives in heaven now he's a he's a he was a pastor but he was at a convention somewhere and there was a bunch of men they've been out on a golf outing and sometimes on golf outings you have fun. We just leave it there and they were back in the elevator and they were all colorful with their language just you know just gussing it up and, and, and he's like well I'm not giving I'm not giving the devil all the airtime here and he said well glory to God hallelujah Jesus pray they all shut up and looked at him like he, he like, they're like what? what is wrong with you man he didn't tell anybody to shut up he didn't get on anybody he just like praise Jesus hallelujah and they're like He said, listen, if you're gonna give the devil time, I'm gonna give God time. And they're like, okay. He got off the elevator, walking like George Jefferson, you know. (laughs) Young people like, who's George Jefferson? (laughs) It's okay. He would not make it on TV today. That show would. (laughs) Anyway, it's crazy guys. Everything about this life that Jesus has given us, it all hinges on believing. Paul, looking back, man, I just looked at the clock, daggone it. Y'all listen good. I'm going to tell you. Give me two minutes, all right? Kate, don't give me that look. She's like, sure. But Paul, he told us in Corinthians that the stories of the Old Testament children of Israel, they were written not only for our instruction, but also for our warning. And then in, in, in the writer of Hebrews chapter four says this, talking about the children of Israel, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word, say the word, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. You have got to allow God's incorruptible word, his seed, enough space in your mind to change how you think so it will produce fruit. So you gotta make your mind up about some of these things. Because Jesus hadn't changed. Hebrews tells us he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And then that same passage in Hebrews 13, it goes on to say this. So don't be carried away with all kinds of strange teachings. Because Paul tells us in the last days, say these days, In the last days, Paul says this, writing to the church, there will be doctrines of demons that people will give heed to because they want to hear what they want to hear. We are living in those times. This is why you and I, we need to stay people grounded in the word of God because when you are, the enemy can't mess with you. You know who you are. This is why you need to sit under a pastor that's gonna serve you up, something that's gonna choke you a little bit, make you mad a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Now listen to this. This is my final closing. John chapter 17. Now, this is Jesus praying for us. Pay close attention to this. Go. Matter of fact, John 17 will be some good homework for you. Go check it out. But listen to these words in John 17. This is Jesus. Now, so often you talk, you see Jesus, he went away to pray. You hear him teaching on prayer, different things. This is Jesus actually praying. This is his words praying for you. Check this out. My prayer is not for them alone, talking about his disciples. I pray also for those who will do what? Believe in me through the message. And that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. Watch this very carefully. For I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. Are y'all... I I can tell you need revelation on that because these words right here that way that we can be one with the Father and with Jesus so that when they see us they see Jesus when they hear us they hear Jesus see it's going to take some time for this transformation to take place. But the moment we move out of some religious and legalistic gotta go to, the, to church on a Sunday and we sit at the feet of Jesus and we humble ourselves and we become these people that God has called us to be, the parable of the sower goes to work in our life and you go from being a 30-fold operator to a 60-fold operator. Now all of a sudden your co-workers they're coming to you. Man, can you pray for me? Can you pray for my family? Why? Because you're operating in another level and that anointing, you don't have to, listen guys, when the anointing is on you, you don't have to show up with a, with a Facebook advertisement. You just show up and the anointing is it, it, it's, it's recognizable. This all hinges on one thing, What y'all know what it is? You gotta believe it. You've gotta believe this stuff. And if you don't believe some of these things I'm telling you, then you've got to take the time to stand at the feet of Jesus long enough for Him to change your believing. Because once your believing gets changed, you can always tell where somebody is by... You ever... You ever listen to yourself? You can always find out where somebody is just like that. But just listen for a minute. You can tell where they're at as far as their journey of faith, what they believe in, what they practice, what they stand for. Because Jesus summed it up perfectly. He said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. So get in the presence, get filled up, and watch God use you because God's waiting on you outside these four walls to be his representative, amen? Everything that I've talked about today hinges on this one thing though. You gotta belong to Jesus. If you're in the room and you've never given your life to Jesus, today's your day. Even if this may not be your style of church, you're here. Don't you leave here without Jesus? Man, you kind of bossy. Yeah, I'm telling you, don't leave here without Jesus. Tomorrow's not promised to anybody. Even if you never see me again, you're here now. Take a step of faith. Give Jesus a chance in your life. Whoever this is, listen to watch it. Stop what you're doing for a minute. Your life is about to change. Eternity is going to be secure for you after you say this one simple prayer. you got to believe it. I don't really know enough about it. Nobody knows enough about it, man. This is where believing comes in. So take a step of faith with us today. Give Jesus a chance in your life. Those of you listening or watching, come on, hook up with us, man. Give Jesus a chance. Church, let's all say it together. Y'all watching, listening, say it with us. Take a step of faith. Lord Jesus, come into my life and make me new. And from this day forward, Jesus is my Lord, heaven is my home and I'll never be the same, in Jesus' name, amen. Now if you're here, please do us a favor, stop by the information desk, we wanna give you a gift, help you on your journey of faith. For the rest of you all, I'm telling you something, we are, we are living in some, time, I'm tell, It's. it's I, I truly believe that the harvest is ready. I really do, you all. But if we're gonna, if we just keep waiting on them to come, keep waiting on them to come, keep, no, Jesus didn't say come, he said go. The harvest, you just gotta go, be bold enough to tell somebody. And if you don't know enough about it, listen, I don't really know, but I got a, I got a crazy preacher over here that knows something about it, we'll call him. But you got to go. Say, say it with me, Lord. No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. I mean all of you. Say it with me, Lord. I'm going this week in your name. God bless y'all. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at VictoryLifeKY.com. Thank you so much for listening.